Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, good morning Russell. Good morning, everyone. Everybody. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, good morning Jesus. Father. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for a new day. We thank you that you call each of us by name. And here we are before you, Lord. We come to you in surrender with all our challenges, with all our failures, all our weaknesses, but also all our crowns, our pride, our ego, and everything that we thought was on our own capacity that we have achieved. We placed it all before you, Lord, that all of these achievements, that all of these qualifications, that all of these matters of pride, that all of these areas and reasons for which we receive praises from people, Lord, all of that might worship you with us today. We place all those crowns at your feet, O oh Lord. Remembering that the 24 elders, as mentioned in the book of Revelations, though being elders, place their crowns before you. They didn't stand on the pride or on the fact that you appointed them as elders. But yet surrendered everything in submission and only cried holy, holy. We come, Lord, in that surrender. Submitting our everything, our body, our soul, our spirit, all our capabilities, all our belongings, everything that we have before you, Father. We ask forgiveness for our failures, for our sins, for all our shortcomings. We ask for your mercy, Lord. And we empty ourselves that we might be filled with your presence as we come to draw and drink from you again. As we enter your gates with thanksgiving in our heart, Lord, for all the good things that you have done for us in this past day and during the week, during the last week. We thank you, Father, for our health, for our strength, for our well-being, for our finances, for our jobs, for our coming in, for our going out in all our ways that you protect us, even things that we take for granted as part of our everyday routine. And yet it is you who have maintained it for us and have not let any mishap come in between there. We thank you, Lord, for your grace upon our lives. We thank you that you pour out your peace and your joy into our hearts. As you call us into that secret place where we can be with you and empty ourselves out. All our cares, our worries, our concerns before you. You pour your light, you pour your wisdom, you open up our understanding. And you fill us, Lord, with your word. Today we reflect on that part of our prayer. We share, Lord, that same peace and joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you personally, do not have a relationship with you and with all those that do not want to know you, that have willingly turned away from you, being beguiled by the enemy, being distracted to look in a different direction, that they might only see darkness and not your light. We ask for a quickening in all of their spirits, Lord, and even in all those areas of our lives that we have still retained in the flesh, in our fleshly ways. And we still continue to look away from you in certain aspects of our life. We surrender it all to you today, Lord. And we share that same peace and joy, Lord, with all those that we are raising up in our prayers this day. And with all those that have no one to pray for them. 
We ask for a quickening in their spirit as well, Lord. <clears throat> that they might see the light of your glory. And the steps be turned towards you in the name of Jesus. And as we make our prayer this morning, Lord, remembering all of these, we call on your name. The name of the great I am. The one who is the lifter of men. The one who is high and lofty and inhabits eternity. The one who shall meet with us above the mercy seat between the cherubims. In that secret place. The one who always completes every good work he has started in us. The one who is the preserver of men. And we pray in the name of your son Jesus. The door. The one who, the Lord who heals. The one who is the way, the truth and the life. A daily bread given to us straight down from heaven. The spoken word of the father at which the spirit brought everything into creation. The one who is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, our redemption. That same word who has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of the living God, the spirit of truth, the spirit of light and life, the spirit of victory, spirit of El Shaddai. That same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and is now tabernacled within our body. That he might give life to our spirit. That we might be quickened and made awake and alert. It is he who brings revelations from the Father. It is he who changes the times and seasons. And it is he who works with us through every situation as our comforter, our advocate, our intercessor, our counselor, our strengthener, our standby. The hand of the Father that brought about creation into existence, giving it life, shape and form. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that powered his ministry. Now given to be with us, that he might do the same in our lives as well. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word in your spirit. That you have blessed us with the gift of prayer to combine your word and your spirit with faith, that formula for answered prayer. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels with destiny helpers. To fill every gap that is left void and vacant. For you always bless men through men. We thank you, Father, that you have provided every physical need that we have. That you provide also. You also give us spiritual gifts. You have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. And you are the maker. You are able to make every grace abound towards us. And as we lift our prayer in faith, we remember that you are always able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ask and imagine, beyond our comprehension, according to your power that we allow to work within us through faith. We thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. And also cover every member of every family that is part of this prayer group, everyone that we are raising up in our prayer. By that same precious blood, declaring it as our hedge of protection in the spirit. That every force of wickedness that comes against it, be judged by the fire of heaven in the name of Jesus. 
we put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy, pure and perfect will for these lives, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us. To protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and any spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word, each of us, as we declare in faith, Lord, proclaiming your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth, and it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it when I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that power of life in our tongue and for the discernment to know the difference every time we speak and to choose your word above every word that is suggested by our flesh or by the wicked one. Thank you, Lord. Today, I'd like us to reflect on praying for edification. We must pray for edification and not benefits. More often than not, in fact, almost all the time, our prayer is only, Lord, give me this, Lord, give me that, which are material-specific objects. And Jesus taught us in his prayer to ask God, that your kingdom come and your will be done in our lives. Thy kingdom come. What is the coming of that kingdom? As we have seen a few days ago, it is about us adopting God's ways. We reflected on one of our morning encounters itself. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Adopting God's ways. And when we learn those ways, we do more, we become more of what he has designed us to be. We become one that is capable of that abundance. And that is what he wants us to do. Even in our spiritual battles, he wants us to win that battle on our own capacity. So despite Satan uses all his beguiling and everything to put man down, God equips us with all those capabilities. He wants us to use our own capacity to grow so that it is not by fluke, it is not by chance and it is not something that will be a one-off and we will then fail subsequently because we don't have the capability for, to handle and manage it. But he first builds that capability in managing. And so our prayer should not be about Asking God for benefits like, Lord, give me a job, give me finance, give me food, give me possessions. Rather, it should be about asking for wisdom to identify what is required so that we can qualify ourselves not only to receive those benefits, but to sustain, to manage and to grow. Now here I'd like to draw your attention to Genesis 1 verse 28, where we've been reflecting on our Friday Bible study as well. His plan for us is to be fruitful 
and to multiply. That multiplication comes from him, <clears throat> but he builds the capacity in us to manage that multiply. That is why he called us stewards of creation, to manage. So we ask for wisdom to identify what is required in order to qualify ourselves for those benefits and to be able to manage them. Otherwise, we would receive the benefit in the absence of the capability to manage, you know what can happen. It will all go downhill. That's like giving a million dollars in the hands of a fool who would spend it in eight days. God won't let that happen to us. It is for adopting and for learning his ways, the ways of his kingdom, that he first schools us. So that when that kingdom comes into our lives, then those benefits are automatically attracted to you because of who you have become. Because of the one that is now capable. A simple example is, if is, is when applying for a job. Now, which candidate gets the job? Although many are interviewed, it is the one with a higher merit. Can you imagine one that does not have the qualification and skill sets to, to, to work on that job and successfully fulfill it? What if he got that job? What would happen? He would fail the very next day. Now, God is not going to let that happen to you. But we need to understand that part then and apply it to every area of our life. What you are saying to God is, God, give me the job. And what is God saying? Seek first to build your merit, build your qualification, experience, skills, recognition, and even influence over people. That they remember you. So it becomes a situation like Joseph in the prison where the other person in prison with him, the butler remembered him. Then you don't have to go looking for a job or that benefit. That benefit comes looking for you because of who you have become. And I believe this is what Jesus was teaching us. In Matthew 6, verses 31 to 33, I'll read from the Amplified Version now. Jesus taught us, do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy and distracted, saying, what are we going to eat or what are we going to drink or what are we going to wear? For the pagans or the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. Now stop there before we proceed. Doesn't our prayer look like that. God give me this. God give me that. If it does, stop and think again. What am I asking for in my prayer? We're asking for, Lord, help me with the rent for my house. Lord, let me find a good girl or a boy to marry. Lord, I need a good job. Lord, my finances. And what is he saying? Do not worry for these, for your heavenly father already knows that you need them. So where is the problem then? Where is the gap? Why, if he knows that you already need them, why are you not getting them? Verse 33, he goes on to say, first, 
and most importantly, seek or aim at, strive for his kingdom, to understand his ways that are much higher than our fleshly ways and then to adopt those. His ways of abundance, they are all hidden. They are mysteries hidden in that word. That word works as a key to unlock all of these doors. If you find the right key, it's a whole set of keys that are hidden, mysteries within the word. And then when you know which key unlocks which door, you can correctly use the right key every single time and open the right door. That's what all this Bible study is all about. Finding those keys. That's what we are taking up in our Friday Bible study session as well. <coughs> his kingdom and his righteousness. And what is that? His way of doing things and being in right standing, the right attitude and the character of God. And then all these things that you need, like that job you were asking for, like that relationship that you were asking for. He says, all these things will be given to you. You don't need to go looking for them. They would be given unto you. The blessings that you seek then start to chase and overtake you. That's Deuteronomy 28 verse 2. When do they chase you? When you do Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. And in fact, he mentions it even in verse 2. Are you seeing how it comes a full circle? Where he said there, if you listen unto the voice of God and you do accordingly, then those blessings chase you. So what must your approach to everything in life be? It must be a word-based approach. That's where his kingdom and the kingdom ways are hidden. Don't move without consulting the word and finding out what it says about you and your circumstance. Just like when Jesus met Simon Peter for the first time, you see that in Luke 5, he got into his boat, started teaching, and afterwards asked him to go out at sea and cast his nets. Simon said, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing, but nevertheless, at thy word, now I'm reading this from King James Version. At thy word, I will let down the net. And when he had let down a net, it was a huge catch. Now he was a fisherman. And he knew where to go fishing. And his fisherman sense would have said to him, I know there is nothing here. I've covered this entire area last night. Yet, nevertheless, at Thy word. Are you depending on his word for your catch? No matter what your physical sense tells you, no matter what your physical skills tell you, are you depending on that word? Think again. I'll show you one more mystery in that passage there. When you read the King James Version, you see Jesus said to him, Luke 5 verse 4, let down your nets, plural. And the Bible records in the very next verse, in verse 5, Simon said, I will let down the net, only one. Are you seeing what dilemma he was in? 
unsure because of his experience and the previous night. Still for all, at thy word. He depended on the word and trusted. A lot changes at that word. But going with that next singular and plural, I have two questions now for us to ponder over. In our personal place of prayer, the first one is, are you consulting the word and then speaking it over your requirements? And are you taking action on it? Faith without action is dead. So when you consult the word, you must take action on it as well. And the second thing to remember now going to those plural and singular of the next, what are you withholding in your prayer? Or what are you still thinking of as I have the capacity to manage this? I've got this in my hand. Which prayer are you holding back? Remember he said nets. Let down your nets. Place all your requirements, your needs, your prayers. Not some of them. You only get results or you only get a catch for the net that you let down. Which net are you holding back? A prayer that you make at his word and then you take action. So if your problem is finance, is a job and is health and you only prayed for health, then that's all that you will get in your answer. You need to be very clear and remember this. What you ask for, it's only that that you will get. God only answers much. He always respects your will. So he only answers the questions that you ask. It is up to us to keep asking and it is up to us to let down all our nets in faith, believing that there is a catch that we can make. Pray for our edification. Pray for an upliftment, building in the spirit and taking on his ways. So that just as Psalm 23 says, you have anointed my head with your oil and my cup runs over. What is then put on your head is what decides what happens by your hands, your circumstances, your capabilities. That cup represents everything that you hold on to in your physical life. By what is now on your head, that skill, that capability, that extra grace, that anointing, all of it together. Ask for that edification. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for an opening of our eyes, Lord, <clears throat> to look beyond the physical limitations, beyond the circumstances that are challenging, to look at what is it that I must really gain in the spirit so that my prayer now transforms into asking for that wisdom, that capability, that grace in the spirit and not just my physical need that I can see, touch and perceive but the grace that will answer to that need. 
help us redirect our prayer our prayer for that edification lord this i ask this day in the name of jesus for each of us that discernment lord to rise above and to look more into the spiritual remembering that everything in the physical is a reflection of what lies in the spiritual realm so we look to the source to answer and to solve every problem that we see in the physical that edification i ask for this day lord in the name of jesus and as we pray for spiritual edification we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs those of our families and our friends we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease we pray lord for all families that are in battle that are facing division and separation we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives especially prayerlessness busyness ignorance of your ways and poverty and in many ways we fall in those categories as well lord we ask for a spiritual upliftment in our own lives too we pray for our own personal needs those of our families as well and our friends father we thank you that you have heard us that you always hear us as we release our faith and our prayer making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit we believe we have received lord we believe this prayer is an answered prayer i encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in those that are praying for that gift release your tongue and your faith ask the holy spirit to take over let us now make our prayer together thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit
Mantos Colabria Tacosia Lara Barasca, 
Thank you, Jesus. The scripture that was put on my heart this morning is from Colossians 3, 1 and 2. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind, your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. There are a couple of scriptures shared in the chat. And the first one is from 1 Peter 2, verses 1 to 3, quoted from the King James Version, where it is written, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted, that the Lord is gracious. And the second one is from Matthew 6, verse 33, quoted from the Amplified Version. It's a confirmation of a scripture we took during our session as well. It says, but first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God. And all these things will be given to you also. And a third scripture is from Ephesians 3 verse 20, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's daily reflections, uh, Friday Bible study sessions, and the daily Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions as well, please share links for people to join on Zoom or YouTube live. Or you can also point them to the recordings on YouTube, Facebook, and our Spotify podcast page. Also a reminder about Friday's Bible study session. The topic is the second part in our series on God's systems of advantage. 
and in it we will learn how god actually set us up at an advantage over all else on earth god's covenants given to men and the third thing we will learn is his kingdom principles designed to provide that edge in any situation we shall share links later today on all our platforms please share those with friends and family and invite them to join on friday and at the mercy and the grace and the peace of our lord jesus christ and his favor that comes out of his out of his love for us chases and overtakes us let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of jesus and for his glory be blessed and have a wonderful day everyone thank you rasul thank you rasul so god bless everyone, everyone.